Yo, what is up? It's your boy Coach Tony back in the house. I'm here with my man Grego, and you're here for another episode of For the Culture, the podcast for us, by us. We're here talking about the intersection of soccer and black culture. It's been a while since I've been here, man. Y'all miss me? Yeah, man. I know you miss me. But thanks for bringing, you know, all, all this shitty ass uh, USA play. I'm like, bro. Hey, man, look here. Um, we're not going to get started about that, man. We got plenty of time to discuss that later. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I've been busy. You know, unfortunately, I, oh, you, you, yeah, you've been real busy because you missed homecoming. I did miss homecoming. I was about to talk about that, man. You know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that this past weekend, and there was a lot of controversy mm-hmm. with Howard homecoming this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. Boy, yay, decided to have Sunday service on the yard. I feel kind of feel bad about that. I, I don't, I don't really. You know, agree with that move that the Howard personnel mm-hmm. took for that because you know have all these uh, comments you make about black culture, and then you're gonna use God in the name to try win the people back over. But that's a whole nother. I mean, but topic. you know, like he's he's always had this. He's, he's always walked mm-hmm. that line as far as you know his 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 walk with Jesus. You know, Jesus walks like like he's always been trying to figure that figure that part of his life out. And, just a matter he just pulled higher up into it so yeah uh yeah i don't know but you always talk about you want to compare homecomings always and you know i mean even though i don't agree with the man being there uh-huh but where are statements made man at howard homecoming come this, on bro this dude even <laughs> situation <laughs> i might not agree with yeah being there but uh, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. I don't hear about you know him going to A and T's homecoming or, yet. Oh, bro. Y'all can have, actually. I mean, y'all can have him, but I'm just saying, Howard Homecoming, man, is the capital T, capital H, capital E homecoming that needs to be experienced. Although I haven't been there since '06 homecoming. But Jesus, man, really? Really working, man. I mean, these streets working, man. Gee, I mean, yeah, you you were working this weekend, man. You were doing your thing with uh, with soccer in the streets, man. I appreciate y'all coming to the the opening. Yeah, at yeah, point. that was awesome. You know, um, we opened the third station soccer field at East Point, right next to Oz Pizza. Shout out to Chris Wiley, owner of uh, Oz Pizza, and um, he's been a great partner in this uh, in this relationship. And uh, it's cool to see the city of East Point just really um, open up with this you know it's funny because everybody talks about like you know can soccer survive in the hood can soccer survive in you know a black neighborhood and you know east point is you know black and hispanic yeah so yo so so we were out there saturday before last at the opening and for those of you who have ever been to like a a peewee football game (laughs) and seen all the coaches just yelling out of control that's how this felt like because you had to coach because like basically you had like one black black team and one latino team and the coach of the black uh, the black kids like what where were they from <laughs> they they were from uh college park okay so the coaches from college park you know we're they're yelling against the east point team which was the latino team. kids yeah. and like they're yelling like like it's a peewee football game i'm like i've never seen this before in my yeah, life like yeah. ever yeah. ever, ever. Goes down, man. i was like this like this feels crazy but at the same time this is so cool to see it for soccer like it's it's crazy but uh, yeah, we got we got a good show for you guys tonight. Like I said, we we're, we're recording this. Uh, we just watched uh, USA Canada. That did not go so so well. And we do have uh, a, a special interview with Derek Ritchie. He do, he runs U.S. Soccer Players Everywhere. Basically, keeps like a whole database of players. You 
You name an American player, he he's probably found it. He's found all. He's what you said, like two hundred eighty-six players played overseas. Like that's just wild. Like when you think about that's it, on some Rain Man stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yo, so October tenth, two thousand seventeen. Have we progressed <laughs> since then? Do you I, remember where you were? I was sitting right here on this chase, watching BN Sports, and thinking. When I saw Pulisic score during the second half, I was like, we can get one more. We can get that. And it never happened. Yeah. And here we are, two years later, losing to Canada for the first time since I was three years old, bro. Yeah, man. I'm like, dude, like, you know how long that really is? And then they said it was the first time they scored since what? 2012? 2007. Seven, yeah, sorry. And, yeah, like, but props, hey, as we well, we'll, we'll talk with Derek about this, but props to Canada for because they, they they've they've been developing their program, yeah, and they've it it's crazy because when you think about it, they only have three teams in, in MLS, uh, they only have what I think one in U in USL. Of course, they they just started their own, their own Premier League uh, this year, but that hasn't really taken borne a lot of fruit just yet, but. They're building players and they're, and they're building a sound strategy. And they're like, and here we are, you know, like I, I saw a tweet uh, earlier tonight and they're talking about, you know, it's a, it's a damn shame we're about to have our golden generation coached by Greg Ballon. <laughs> That's where we are right now. And, mm. you know, it, it's it's crazy because, you know, like I said, we'll go into it in a lot more detail because Derek can talk his ass off. But um, it's it's crazy because – we have good players and it's like, you know, because we're still stuck on the, on this system, it's like, are you really ever going to get, you know, the full potential out of what we have right now? And of course, going forward as well. Um, well, it was interesting too, you know, we kind of chatted about this, uh, in the group chat, but it's interesting too, that, uh, it's a lot of color on that Canada team, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah. about the culture up there. I mean, yeah. obviously with the big Caribbean influence up in mm-hmm. you know, Toronto, of course, and you want to get historically about, you know, obviously during the slavery times, you know, made that trek up to Canada. The underground road, you know, it, you know that, the Harriet Tubman. The Harriet, I can't wait till that drop, man. <laughs> Ooh-wee. That thing going to be fire. What, what was the tweet you, you were talking about earlier? Like, talking about, uh, I've messed with people like who. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll mess with people who who get shot by Ooh, Harriet Tubman. Yeah, I don't I don't talk to people who 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 Harriet Tubman was shot. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a hot take. That's yeah, a hot take. man. But yo, man, listen. Can I, can I bring up another thing with U.S. soccer related? Go ahead, man. On woman's side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See what Carly Carly Lowe brought so, up. Yes, and like we haven't been t- like we haven't been touching on, on the women's game, especially and especially Carly Lowe because. A few weeks back, she was talking about, you know, she was thinking about making she a She was kicking full goals, dude. Yeah. I think uh, Atlanta could have used this last weekend, dude. I'm, I'm going to let you have that one because, man, it's been, it's, been a hard, it's been a hard week for Atlanta. They couldn't get past the oh, – they, they lost to both Cardinals. Talking about we, we gonna, we gonna, wait, we're going to talk about that in a second, but let's, let's first focus on the Carly okay, Lloyd okay, thing. Okay, okay, okay. So the Carly Lloyd, basically, if you haven't heard, she basically said that you know, her World Cup experiences this past go around was one of the worst times of her life because yeah. she played a different role than she ever had played before, or I should say, lack of play. Right. Um, she was uh, 
used as a you know a substitute. Super sub. Yep. And um, you know, here she is, uh, what, thirty six, thirty seven years old? Thirty six, I believe, yeah. Right. And so she said that was the worst time of her experience. You know, here it is, they won the World Cup, but you know, on the heels of that, she's talking about this. And it's interesting that she made this statement because a couple of weeks ago, I went to go see Abby Wambach give. Uh, oh, let me get uh, this name off the ground. My bad. <laughs> my bad. But Abby wrote a book about the Wolfpack or whatever. And mm-hmm. she's really getting into this, you know, life after her career is doing like leadership trainings within the corporate world. And um, basically, it's having these leadership, you know, um, qualities to be successful in life. Mm-hmm. And what she spoke about. At the um, at the event, but also she speaks about it in the book. If you read it, it's a quick read. It, should, it doesn't take more than an hour or two hours to read. Okay. But um, she basically talked about one of the hardest things for her on her World Cup go around the last time was her being you know used as a substitute, right? And how like you know to us on the outside it looked like she was being you know a good teammate and everything like that, but she was like no, but. You know, in the locker room, in the hotel rooms, she was pissed the hell off. You know, she was, you know, calling her significant order, talking about how bad the experience was. She was like, I don't know if I can do this shit type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then that's when she talked about her leadership role was that, you know, all those years of her being the main person, the go-to person all the time. Mm -hmm. And now she had to take on this different role of leading from the bench. She talked about that in life. Like, a lot of times in life, you got to lead from the bench. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting now that Carly Lloyd makes this comment of how she had a tough time of trying to lead from the bench, essentially. You know, it's, it's not that much different from, you know, just like any any men's player who's been in that same situation Absolutely. where it's like like when you've been at a certain level and you know that you can – when you not so much that you know, but you feel that you can still provide that, that same type of production, but, you know – Obviously, as you get older, it's like you know you can't quite do it like like you used to. At least not at least not as consistently. You have to conserve those those moments when you are at your peak. And I think that for for them, it's, it's just the same thing where they know it's like I can still do this. Mm-hmm. And you got to be told, okay, we hear you, but we got other people that you know that might be able to do it for longer than you. Mm-hmm. And you know you got. You got Alex Morgan. You got shit. Yes. Mal, Mal, Mal Pugh couldn't even go off, off the I know, bench. Right? It's like like that's how deep that squad was. Like, yep. and she's nineteen. I'm like, so yeah, you, you kind of have to take it. You know, the 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 pros with the cons there. You know, you know. Thankfully, you know, she was there and she was able to contribute and still help the U.S. win when uh, when their what second straight World Cup. Like, it's it's crazy, but at the same time. It's it's crazy that they have a team that was just that deep, and and obviously that that experience I think went a long way because you had people who were off the coming out the bench that were just experienced everyone that was starting, and I think that came through big time during the World Cup because Absolutely. you had people who who were used to those pressure situations. It, it's it's very interesting too because you know I think she followed up with her comments about how um, whoever the next coach is. She, Still needs to value her as she's still, a trying, to, asset. she's still trying to play. Yeah, and that, I mean, like, oh, no. she's gonna be like uh, uh, Gigi, playing <laughs> too, like she's 40, she'll be like 42. Pirlo, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, 
I hope she's you no. Know, she's still a beast. There's no doubt about it. She's still a baller. But it, it's. I think right now it, it's it, with her. You know, since she's competed at the highest level and performed at the highest level and went at some of the best ever. You know, it's hard to dial it back. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know anything else but to be, you know, the premier player on the on the field. And so, it's it's interesting that you know she is coming out with this you know this statement at this point in time and obviously she's putting on u.s soccer federation as, as well too like yo whoever y'all hire next best know they're gonna have to deal with me somehow some way well i'm not gone well they're talking about they they are pretty close to hiring uh, uh their next coast course um uh they uh hold on Brain fart? Yeah. But, um, what was his name? Uh, uh, Vlatko. Vlatko, uh, and, and Donofsky. And, not right now. <laughs> uh, we, we're, we're too many beers in. So, there, there you go. But, um, yeah, he's, uh, that's, right now, that's the odds on favorite to, uh, to step in and, uh, take over the national team right now. Uh, he's, he's coaching with the Seattle Reign with the NWSL. So, you know, we we got um I said we, we might be all right and um you know kinda and kinda going from there. But I did want to say one thing before we wrap up with Car- uh Carly Lloyd. Uh like I said we we're she's she had talked about this uh idea with with going for the NFL. There's already enough concussion issues in soccer to begin with. She don't want that C T E. That's just no. I, I I get it. You know, everyone wants to you know live out their dreams the way they see fit. Don't do that to yourself. Like you know, that's just because because I I think the thing that people kind of miss out on there is that what if she misses a, a field goal? What if it goes short? What if she has to tackle somebody? What if she gets ran over? And I'm like, no. That's and and she of course she's still trying to uh, talk about doing the, the Olympics next year. I'm like, no, no. You, can, you you're not going to be able to do both. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, to to her defense, that you know, like right now she's, of course, she's feeling like she's at the top of her, you know, athletic ability in life and everything, and she's just smarter about things. And she's like, well, shit, if I'm able to, why not try to do it? You know, why not try to make moves and everything? And I'm always for someone who's trying to, you know, to push the needle and change up, change the culture, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and And – Speaking of the culture, I mean, we, we tapped into it about as far as, like, you know, Atlanta and, and the sports performances that have happened recently. She can um, set up for the Falcons, I guess. I mean, obviously the Falcons could have used her this past weekend. Um, but who would have taken her place on, on the Braves, though? That's the that's real question. Bro, that first inning. That was rough. God, I, I, was, <laughs> I was coaching our ABS Jamboree day, and um, – my phone starts going off, and I'm like, yo, is someone trying to reach me? Like, we got games going on. And I look, and I see the Braves score. I'm like, hold up. What inning is that? I see his first inning. I'm like, good God. But my thing, this is this is the thing that kind of gets me upset. Obviously, being born and raised here in the A, um, obviously, I'm always cheering for the home teams. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing that I've always been pissed off with, especially coming from a soccer background. Right. Everybody for all these shit, for – the last three decades of my life, people have talked about how, you know, Atlanta is a football town. Atlanta is not a soccer town. Mm-hmm. 
excuse my language, but fuck y'all. We're not a football town anymore. We suck at football, whether it be UGA, whether it be Atlanta, oh, whether UG, it be UGA could have used, used it too. We're not football. Give it up, y'all. We're not a football town. And think about it. This is the thing that pissed me off. All the best players from Atlanta and Georgia, where they go? Outside of the state. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson came through and ripped the Falcons apart. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, all this stuff about Atlanta being a football town, no, them days are over. We a soccer town, baby. Let it happen. Just just get out the way. Get your five stripes jersey on. Show up to the <laughs> show up to the game. Do your Viking clap and be on, be <laughs> celebratory with us. Hey, hey, Tony, did I tell you that I, I met Omar? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Omar coming. Omar coming. I'm 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 a right on that one for a hot minute, man. But yeah, like Listen, UGA lost, Falcons lost, Braves lost. We're like I said once again, Atlanta United is is this is the city and state's only hope. Hey, because anybody think about tech. Atlanta United, please make me look good this next weekend. Don't, don't throw up. Before I forget, because throw up no goose egg against Atlanta. Before I forget, let's 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 get some of these predictions in because me and me and uh, Rashad we got our predictions in uh, last week during last week's show. Let's see who the coach got this um, coming this weekend. Of course, uh, uh, the home team's got New England this weekend. We got that. Uh, Toronto and D.C. Oof. That was in Toronto. I know it's in Toronto. Oof. Toronto. I'm going to have to go with D.C. on that one, man. Okay. Okay. Go with D.C. And then probably the big one. Uh, Philly and Red Bulls. I'll go with uh, Philly on that one. Okay, and of course, uh, the winner of that game, uh, we get the we win- get yeah we get yeah we're winning that one. Uh, and then out west, we got Minnesota United and Galaxy. I'm calling Minnesota on that. Ooh, okay. I'm calling Minnesota on that. Okay, I'm going okay. to Loons. Okay, okay, I'm going to Loons. I'm gonna shake it up, man. Uh, RSL in Portland. I'm gonna go RSL. Ooh, okay, okay. We're getting shaky in the in the West, man. And then Seattle and Dallas. Seattle. Okay, okay. I'm going Seattle. I mean, gotcha, gotcha. Those are my predictions. Hold me to them. Okay, next up, we we, we gonna follow. Are we writing this down? Can we write this down? Yes, we. Yeah. I, I I got the, I got them all marked down. You know, Ringo will just have to let, let us know what he thinks on, on Twitter. Let us know what y'all think on Twitter. You know, hashtag for the culture, F-T-C-U-T-D. Add us on, on, on the socials. Let us know what y'all think, what y'all looking forward to uh, this weekend with the playoffs. Again, we're about to do this interview with Derek Ritchie. Going to talk about the U.S. national team. Going to talk about uh, Indy 11. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, he's actually the found, founder of Brickyard Battalion. Got that whole thing started and basically what got in the 11 started so we're going to talk to him real quick we'll be right back pay your bill we'll see you in a few you know i thought this was going to be a good interview and then we had to we had the nerve to go watch usa canada <laughs> and, you know we got Derek Ritchie on, on the line here what's going on with you man hey guys yeah that was uh that was pretty bad man Whew. That was as bad as it's been for a couple of years. That was bad. Tony said the lowest of lows or the new low. I asked uh, Grego, I was like, uh, did we ever get out of our low from October 10, 2017? 
I mean, let's be we, real. Because here we are once again, you know, two years later, and it's like, yeah, have we, have we really moved forward? I, I can't say that we have. What, what do you think, Derek? No, we haven't. And, you know, we've already seen three or four games like this with Greg in the uh, managerial spot. And then, you know, <clears throat> you can make the excuse, well, you know, he hasn't had time. But in his system, his system. All right, so we've been hearing about this damn system for, you know, forever, it seems like. But there's two things that worry me about said system. One, it looks really predictable, like uh, in a way that if you do just a little bit of film, just kind of brush up on Greg and what he likes to do, um, it isn't too hard to figure out what's, you know, the U.S. is going to try, how they're going to try to break you down. And so it's easy to kind of um, throw in some, um, some uh, you know, blockers uh, between the lines that keep us from not being able to get it out wide. And when we do get it out wide, that's okay. They're fine. Most teams are going to be fine with that as long as, you know, they know that cross is coming in and they have a guy named Victoria who's just going to head it out because he's taller than everybody else in the box. So that's just generally what happened tonight. And um, the other thing that concerns me is if this is all about Greg's system, how are we ever going to incorporate new players into this system? <laughs> and uh, that's scary. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think it could happen. So, like I said, we just, we just watched uh, USA Canada. Uh, Friday we had Cuba. And, of course, like I said, everything's just kind of changed now. I'm like, so what basically, what's changed from – from Friday to Tuesday to where because Friday we're looking like look like gangbusters like where Kenny got a got a hat trick, you know, everyone's like, oh we could back we might actually be able to be all right here. Well and then, I, I gotta I gotta be honest, like I mean at the end of the day, but it's, it's Cuba. Cuba. <laughs> I mean, it true. is, it's Cuba. Yep. <laughs> They're bad. Talk about my Cuban brothers, but you know, it's not what they do best. Um, and so I, you know, when I saw that score, I remember I kept on getting the alerts and everything during the game, and I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, 7-0 and then McKinney, because that was the same game. <laughs> yeah, McKinney jersey. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, Florida culture press in the back. And I was like, bet. I was like, what's up? But, you know, they were supposed to do that. Yeah. And so there's not really much you can gain. That's – you can't really gain too much except for confidence and or playing, you know, the young ones. Um, that's it looked like – we gained much confidence, did it? <laughs> and, I mean, and, and that's the thing about coming into this game. Uh, I missed the first half of it or whatever, but, you know, I was listening to it on XM. And, you know, what I kept on hearing from the broadcast was about how much Sargent was on the island in the first half. Yeah. They, they yeah. Couldn't get any service to him. And there was just too, too much. Um, I mean, he was hidden behind. He wasn't really stretching the, the center backs at all. You know, he wasn't hanging on the shoulder or anything. Like, when I started watching the game, he was caught way back. You know, he wasn't really stretching their defenders out and making that space for the midfielder to operate. Um, yeah. So, I know – I mean, I've, I've been critical of, you know, U.S. strikers, you know, ever since we started this podcast. Like, I've always said that that's the area where we just don't have what it takes. We do not have anybody that strikes fear to center backs, you know, they're not worried. They're not. They're not losing sleep over our strikers. Well, that's kind of part and um, parcel of 
the problem with Greg's system in the first place, which, you know, you basically have um, a center forward, just one. Now, you know, you have the wingers who are supposed to act like forwards as well on the attack. But today you saw um, Sargent on the defensive end dropping so far back that when a turnover happened and Pulisic had a ball at his feet, he had like five guys in front of him, but no one to pass the ball off to. So he kept losing the ball, um, you know, and and you know that, that Sergeant isn't dropping back deep like that unless he's been absolutely told to do that. No one on this team apparently will do anything unless they're absolutely directed to do so. And so uh, because it is such a, a system based, uh, there's such a system based focus by Greg. And so it's that, I mean, you can blame that on Sargent, who we know has been playing for Werder Bremen and started in the last five games. And he can't be too bad if he's playing a starting center forward role for Werder Bremen, but he's got a lot more service and support in Germany. He's, he got nothing. He touched the ball eight times tonight. And that is because our system is fully focused on not penetrating the center unless it's through uh, breaking lines. Otherwise, where does the ball 90% of the time go? It goes out wide. And then it's pretty obvious what happens out there. And, and Canada was on to this. They knew it. They just added an extra guy out wide on the defense. And what happened? Yedlin tried, like, how many passes tonight that bounced off and went out of bounds off of people? Uh, I mean, it was we were predictable. That's what is prob- problematic about Greg's whole approach in this system. Um, and if Tata didn't already teach us that, we learned it tonight from Greg Harmon, formerly just a coach. Of you, not, you know who that reminds me of? Who, who this? What that whole game reminded me of? Reminded us of uh, uh, United uh, back in the first part of the season when Joseph couldn't get any type of service and he was dropping back on. Yeah, and he was isolated a lot too. And 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 the board was talking the same thing about you know it's got to be about the system it's got to be about the system and and we weren't doing shit and it sounds like yeah no it's very similar and De Boer had to figure that out right like um, uh, he figured out okay my white guys do need to cut in and they need to get the ball to Joseph they need the ball at his feet in order to make things happen and that means you can't just cross balls in all day for a short little dude like Joe, you know, he, he needs <laughs> service to his feet, you know? Yeah, and he is very good with his head. He is very good with his head, but yeah, still. But yeah. still. He is. He's got, he's got quite, quite the, uh, um, you know, he can leap for a little guy, but still, you know, you, you're better off getting the ball to Joseph's feet because he's magic. He has, I mean, we've seen things from him this season that are just ridiculous. So, I mean, he's on another level, I think, in many ways. We have a guy like Sargent, who has some of those skills. We've seen him do some pretty amazing things uh, in the past for the youth teams and, uh, you know, for uh, Bremen. And But he didn't even get that chance tonight. And, uh, how about Pulisic being benched after 60 minutes? Whoa, that was a statement. Um, that was a statement basically saying, finally, Greg saying, this isn't working. I'm going to put in Sardis. I'm going to put in Sargent. We'll have two forwards. But, uh, again, I think um, uh, I think even, even if even if you do that, like you still you find a way to keep keep Pulis again with the two fours. I'm like he's mm-hmm. to not 
be out there. Like that's just insane. Did he did he go cry in the car? I think he went to go cry in the car. I, like they got memes all over the place. Like he like he was face palming. He was like, what in the world? All right. We almost saw tears. Mama gave that chain. He was frustrated as hell, and I I don't blame him actually. Well, that man's under a lot of pressure right now and stressed the hell out. He's probably gonna be great by the end of next week. Um, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's a tough kid, which is not something I could say for the generation before him. I like to call the Breck Shea generation. Greg knows. But, yeah, I mean, he he's not tender. He's not a tender dude. He'll bounce back. But it is a little bit concerning that, you know, he's getting yanked. Why is he getting yanked? He's still – the best player on the field for us. He's getting yanked because Greg has a certain specific way of playing. And you know what? Pulisic isn't doing exactly what he wants. And so he's out. I don't think that, you know, you can blame Pulisic for having a horrible game. Everyone had a horrible game. That was horrible because of, it was predictable. I mean, didn't you know exactly what was going to happen every time the U.S. got the ball? I mean, I did. It was obvious what was going to happen. And, uh, yeah. So how much pull does Jay have? Because, you know, the, the the Twitter buzz is going on. Pretty, I haven't checked Facebook yet. I'm pretty sure they're probably on the same. They got their tiki torches uh, too. And it's like, I, I, I just don't see how, like, like you and I, we, we've talked about this, you know. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm still like, he, he's got about a year, but I don't see like how he even lasts through the summer. If he, yeah. This is what the best that he can do with because, like, basically, the only guy that he's really missing right now, he's got McKinney there, he's got Pulisic there. The only guy that's still missing here is Tyler. Tyler, that's right. Yep, and like he must have the the magic key to like you know unlock everything because otherwise, this looks bad. (laughs) Yeah, no, we could have used Adams tonight because Adams can go get a ball, he's a lot quicker than Bradley is. Um. And, you know, we could have used Morales, too, tonight. I mean, we need some guys with – I mean, Rodon was awful tonight. But we could have used a guy who could really dig in and make a tackle and make a nasty tackle, a la, you know, Jermaine Jones. We don't have a Jermaine Jones on this team, and we desperately need one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Greg knows how much I love yeah, myself yeah. some Jermaine Jones. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there is no guy like that on this team willing to do that, that kind of nasty work. And uh, but if you could com- you could pair Adams and Jermaine Jones, I mean, excuse me, um, Morales, that would be, I think. Uh, uh, but you're not going to see that because that's not how Greg doesn't want to play a guy who's defend who's a, a really a takeout defender, and then have a guy next to him who's also kind of playing the holding role. That's too much holding for Greg's system. He's going to find out quick that that's. Um, that's going to be to his detriment. And you're right. He probably does get a full year messing this up. I mean, but he, I'm ready to, I'm ready to let go of this already because he's already proven to me. He's not willing to be flexible enough to say, you know, um, we're getting beat doing what I'm doing right now. We have an option B then we'll go to option B or we'll go to option C. Greg has one option. A that's it. And that's Greg's option. And if you don't fit into his little system as a player or whatever, you're you're not playing. Or B, if we're losing, he he really doesn't know what what else to do. I mean, he's Tata has schooled him. 
because Tata knows this guy. And even though Tata said nice things about Greg, I mean, you have to wonder sometimes, he knows this guy's system. It's, it's too easy to counter it. And that's where we are. And if we can't have that as a national team manager, a national team manager is going to play teams that you're going to easily kick their ass sometimes. Then you can do whatever you want. But then you're going to play teams that are really great. And that's when you have to make tactical adjustments. We hadn't seen You actually hit upon Duke. what I was actually going to say was because, I mean, as poorly as we saw the U.S. play tonight, let's also give props to Canada. I mean, like. Because they've been, they've been <laughs> like, Derek knows, like, I, I've been advocating for Canada for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> to see this actually bear fruit. And it's, it's, I think it's another example of MLS, you know, is they're benefiting everyone but the U.S. You know, like, am, am, am I wrong here? Because, like, you, you, you've seen what's happened with uh, Davies. He came up through Vancouver. Now he's at Bayern. Like, all this considered, like, you know, even, even though, like, he, he, he does get regular action off the bench, kind of like in a similar position as Pulisic, but at the same time, you can definitely tell they're putting him in a position to succeed. And I'm not sure that we've figured out yet how to make – to get – Pulisic in a position where he can truly succeed consistently no matter what is like well I think that's a lot I mean you'll you'll notice that Canada from game to game under Hartman they don't play the same formation um and I don't want to you know over invest in this whole formation thing but it's also the tactics like they adjust per team per I mean how they played against us today was not how they played against Cuba I mean it, they they switched. You'll notice early that Davies was out wide, and then they played him underneath David, and they went central, and they did through pass central, and they were effective doing that. So they were willing to make those adjustments, or he was, because they saw, oh, okay, our two guys are really fast, and the two center backs for the U.S. are, well, at least one of them, Reem, is kind of slow, and Long's not exactly a sprinter you know, we can put some pressure right down the gut. And they did it. They just made that adjustment. As soon as um, K went down, they adjusted. They went to two uh, uh, CDMs, uh, central defensive midfielders, and for your audience, and we probably know that. And then they decided to play more centrally instead of pressing the wings. And they yet they still press the wings enough to keep Yedlin and Lovitz back. I mean, it was classic. Berhalter got outcoached by a Canadian manager, many of whom laughed at when he was hired. And you're right, in some ways, Canada has obviously benefited from, you know, all the MLS academies in Montreal and Toronto and Vancouver. I mean, they're, they're not a laughing stock anymore. They're not a joke. But this lineup that we had on the field tonight should beat this Canadian team 99 out of 100 times, or at least not lose to them. And we just got outmanaged, man. I mean, it's this is a sad thing. I can't believe I'm saying this because I stuck up for, for Alter when he was hired. And, man, I am really having to paddle backwards on this one. So the one the one bright spot tonight uh, had, was the, the U23s. I know last time I checked, they were up 5-1 on El Salvador. And it seems like, I guess – Everything's kind of going all in on on with the U23 scores. They're trying to 
build their team going forward to the Olympics next year and um, or for qualifications. Uh, all the striker talent, Soto, uh, of course, yeah. Way, Way is still out injured, but like right. all the all the prospects are really with the U23s. Um, what are you, what are you seeing uh, with that with that squad that at least says okay? If we actually had a good manager, we actually might be able to do something with this team. Well, I think what you're going to see, especially with the U23 team, which is what Tab's team, right? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. he he has a system. What's that? Go ahead. Sorry. You know, I, was, I was thinking like not. I was thinking of whether it's uh, him or Christ. I think I think this Tab's has each one. Is it Christ or I get confused sometimes between the the, the youth teams on who the damn manager is, but um, let me actually make sure we don't screw that up. So I'm going to go check it real quick. But um, nevertheless, I mean, yeah, we do have some talent um, down there and most of it. And this is the problem with our talent, right? The talent is young. It's Jason Christ, by the way. And because it's so young, it's hard to throw them all into this dumpster fire right now. That is Greg Berhalter because Greg has a real focus on his system. So incorporating new players into that system is something that he thinks should be done over a longer period of time. So he doesn't want to throw guys like Gloucester and even Aaron Herrera, who's already played for the U.S. national team, is on the U23 team. A guy like Chris Richards, I mean, it's not like our center backs are, we have like a real hurting spot there but Chris Richards has been playing regularly for Bayern Munich too um he's a good up-and-coming player uh you know of course all the guys that play in, in Holland Richie Ledesma and Alex Mendez um you know those are two up-and-comers but you know they're young and um, you know it's hard to say uh when they're going to get their shot because you know we need them for the Olympics and need them to get prepared to qualify for the Olympics because it is important for them to get that kind of experience. I'm not sure which one of those players would have helped us tonight. I don't think any of them because I think the system's so broken. I really do. I, I don't care who you would have thrown in there. I don't think any individual player would have made, unfortunately, a huge difference from the U23s tonight. And I love Sebastian Soto. I think he's going to be a star. And I love a lot of the guys on that team, but I, I don't think – uh, they would have made a difference tonight. I don't. Um, we were just so predictable. We were so easy to stop. Um, and that's scary. It's scary, oh, man. There. Actually, you know what's really scary? It's worse than that. Is that now we probably got to hear about Drake bragging about <laughs> Canada's better than the U.S. And they were oh, no. So oh, that's God. what I'm actually worried about. Never mind <laughs> about the state <laughs> of the soccer. Worried about Drake just going off and bragging about Canada. Compared they could have used Drake tonight, but the crowd was kind of thin at the beginning. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if Drake's going to jump on that bandwagon or not. He might. But I haven't – does he like soccer? I don't even know if Drake likes soccer. Oh. So, the, so the funny thing there is that, you, of course, you saw uh, Drake – uh, rep, rep in the Raptors. Yep. You, you've never seen a rep, rep out of Toronto FC. You've never seen that. You've never seen I've that. never seen him there. No. Because um, I, I think he knew that, like, <laughs> like we're, good, we're good without you. We're yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, and I just checked all his uh, socials right now, and he hasn't stated anything yet, but I'm sure it's inevitable. 
Um, but nevertheless, that is a scary thing that we got to deal with now. So yeah, to kind of wrap up on on the on the U.S. team, like I guess like the, I guess the biggest thing there is like I I, I want to keep at least a positive. Like, who do you see from who's already in the picture with the senior team, and then also from the U23s? Like, is there something to wear by like next summer? We can say like we have something to, worth building on. Assuming there's a, a decent coach. Yeah, I mean, Keaton Parks should be seriously considered going forward. And I know he's on loan to NYCFC, but he has had one hell of a season. Yeah, like um, and if I'm sticking on NYCFC, James Sands was having an amazing center uh, season at CB. Um, of course, we've got a lot of great CB guys. We got McKenzie, we got Trusty, we got your guy. Um, who was injured right now. I mean, we've got plethora of up-and-coming CBs. By the way, screw Burhalter for messing up Miles, one for 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 us for the playoffs. But then yeah. apparently the story was uh, he got, she got hurt during post-game training after the Cuba game. It wasn't even, like, beforehand. I'm like, dude, like, you know, Nations League is in the big picture – you're talking about about gold cup qualification. I'm like, really? Like, why? Like, why are we going this hard for gold cup? I'm like, dude. Like, we we've already shown that gold cup only goes so far as is is as far as pushing the program forward. Like, we need to, you know, make sure, especially right now. Like, I'm, you got playoffs coming up. Like, you gotta you gotta do better with with your with your man management and how you're pushing your guys in training. Well, I. I to to his defense and the reason why I think is because all this same pressure that we just talked about and he's on the gun he's everybody's wondering if there's going to be any success now and he's always going to put that best team out that he has theoretically um, and if that was the case Miles would have started on, on right now well and, and I mean you talking about going hard I mean like he has he has something to prove and he's going to pick that you know those the top players, he's not using the youth as much as he should as much. And it's going to be interesting, too, with the, you know, with the vacancies that are going to happen with coaching because, you know, there's still talks of, like, Todd Ramos, what he's going to do as far as, you know, the, with the U-20s. Um, and I think that's going to start to shake up things as far as the ranks within um, the federation. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I – it's, it's tough being a national team coach because he's talking about these systems, these systems, these systems, and that's stuff that works for the club because you have all that time. But when you're with the national yep. team, you yep. only get a short minute to be with these guys. And the more you try to shackle them up, the tougher <clears throat> it's going to be. And yeah. there has to be that, that balance of, okay, yeah, I want to have a system, but at the same time, there's got to be some room for the, the players to be creative in their own. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You look at that. We've gone from a manager in Jurgen Klinsmann who was tactically kind of hazy, like didn't really have a setup or a system. And, you know, I kind of almost wish that was <laughs> we still had it at this point. I can't believe I'm saying that. But and now we've gone to a guy who's shackled these guys into they look so uncomfortable tonight. They look so now they played awful, too. They look like they were drunk. Honestly, some of those passes, I, 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 they're not even explicable. But if we get back, 
yeah, if we get back to some other good news, you know, the good news is Tyler Adams is waiting in the wings. The good news is Anthony Robinson is playing regularly at Wigan. And so we have another left back option uh, going down the road. You guys have, a, uh, and in Atlanta, have a young guy who is, I think, you know, three or four years from now, who knows? He might, two, two years from now, he might be, um, you know, making a statement. You've got Dwayne Holmes at Derby who was just coming back from injury and didn't get called up for whatever reason. Um, you know, maybe we get Dest. Maybe Dest decides to stick with us. Um, that might help in that back position. But until we decide to play the best players in their best positions with a formation that's sensible uh, versus the opponent and uh, not based on necessarily just one single system, then we're going to be struggling. I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. We could have thrown in, I said, a lot of other good young players tonight. I don't think it would have made a difference. I mean, everybody on the field, on the pitch, as they say in Europe, looked uncomfortable to me. Um, yeah. It's we might need a part two for this. Like I said, just just watch that game. Kind of just put this in a whole different different tone here. But uh, before I uh, wrapped up with you here, uh, our our third partner Ringo. Uh, I was hoping to have him on. I was uh, one because uh, he's a, a lot of his family's from Indy. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Derek is pretty much like the the founder of the Brickyard Battalion, their their main supporters group, and basically what got the Indy 11 to what was NESL and now to USL championship. Uh, tell us about like, you know, like how that, that whole process got started. And of course, I, I won't tell anyone, I, I, I give myself credit as a, as a silent co co-founder of, of the battalion, but Hey, that's we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, it, it was weird, man, because we had started um, this webpage um, called Racing Indie for MLS. So we'd come up with our own team name already. And then uh, we asked people to start posting up photos of what the uniform should look like or what stadium we should play in. And people were just going crazy, man. They were posting up you know, all these designs and photos of T-shirts and uniforms and kits and stadiums revamped from old baseball stadiums that were still existing and uh, it just exploded and before we knew it we you know we had thousands and thousands of followers and, and people who you know kind of were yes let's get a pro team in indy and um and then there was this group of guys who you know we all met because of the page the racing indy page and we decided well if we had to start a supporters group what would it be called and we we're like well, let's call it brickyard Italian. and we formed a board and I got elected president, and that was nice. And uh, Brett Corbett, our other good friend, Greg, was VP. And we just kind of launched into this thing thinking, eh, probably never happened. Well, why not? Let's give it a shot. And uh, we noticed one day that um, the name Racing Indy had been the website. We were going to start a website called Racing Indy, but we looked it up, and it was gone. Somebody had bought it and already claimed it. And we're like, what the hell? How was that possible? We just made up that name for the team. And this is months in, and, and it happened to be Ursul Ozemir, who was the CEO of Keystone Corporation in Indianapolis. And before I, you know, I thought, well, that's really interesting, but I still don't think this is going anywhere. Well, two weeks later, I got a call from Peter Wilt, and he said, hey, I'd like to meet you and talk about maybe bringing professional soccer to Indianapolis. I'm like, okay. 
so we came down to Bloomington. We had uh, dinner. We went to an IU game. And then, um, you know, we traveled all over the core Indianapolis area, visiting uh, soccer clubs and, and, and soccer lovers and going to, to bars and recruiting people, become members. And it just kind of, and then we met with Ursel and he said, yeah, we're going to do it. And I mean, I think it was Peter who said, yes, there is the capacity to support a professional soccer team. That was his job. Ursel hired him to do it to decide whether or not he should actually go forward with this. And he did. And we weren't allowed to use Racing Indy because of legal reasons um, with the, the actual, um, with uh, the Indy Racing Facility, uh, IMS. But nevertheless, they renamed the team Indy 11. We were allowed to keep the name Brickyard Battalion, although there were some legal issues there for a short while, um, again with IMS. But uh, that's kind of how it all got started. And it just um, evolved in a very natural, like there wasn't a whole lot of marketing we did. It was mostly just on the ground, boots on the ground, um, talking with people at bars. And uh, yeah, it was an exciting time. It really was. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of funny how things came full circuit this year because they finally came out with a, with a racing uh, indie show. I was like, see, this, this had, it took about, what, eight years, eight, nine years, but hey, it finally came. Yeah, and you know, the, the interesting thing is that Tom Dunmore, who was the marketing director for Indy 11 when it first got started, then became the uh, marketing director for racing, uh, for, for IMS, um, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and so now there's there's this partnership that they've had for I think at least four years to kind of clear any you know legal hurdles where IMS was worried about hey you're kind of stealing our thing we're the brickyard we have the brickyard and you can't use racing Indy because we're the Indy racing league or we used to and we still own the patents on that so you know that's all all that conflict is over and back now i think they're in a pretty tight partnership i had uh lunch with tom uh, a year ago and we kind of laughed about the early collisions that we had with ims that are totally gone now i mean it's a totally different relationship how close are, are you are you watching uh, uh the other uh usl uh leagues because of course like i said Derek's been on top of uh, USL for a while. I don't know if you've heard about uh, Lansing uh, in, in danger of uh, folding up. If you want to talk about a guy that, that if we could do a pro, pro episode, we should do one. This is your guy. <laughs> this is your guy. <laughs> not enough content. Not enough content. <laughs> well, you know, it's going to be tough for going forward for USL. Um, the partnership with MLS is going to definitely help them. But as you go lower and lower on the pyramid, and you're even seeing NISA launched this year, you know, it's going to be, I don't know how NISA is going to, that's another Peter Will invention. And uh, I, I just, I'm really curious on how that possibly survives as a third or fourth division league. From what, from what we've seen so far, of course, we interviewed uh, uh uh, one of their owners uh, a few weeks yes. back, Idris and uh, in uh, in Boxing Yamba, but I, I I don't see like considering the footprint. I'm like, hopefully we can all get in a position where we can just work this stuff out. Because like I was thinking about this the other day, like this whole decade has 
been largely marred by either you either U.S. soccer, you know, just not doing enough for the men's team, not doing enough for the women's team, and then getting tied up in legal shit with lower divisions. I'm like this, yeah. like that's going to be uh, uh, how people remember this whole decade. Like just failure and lawsuits. That's it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, you you got it right. I mean, it's been ugly, and um, but I think you and I have discussed this so much over the last, I don't know, eight to 10 years or whatever it's been, Greg, but, you know, the only answer going forward at this point, I, and I hate to be so cynical, but I do think MLS is going to continue to expand. I think they're going to continue to expand because it makes them a whole lot of money. When every team that gets added to the league has to pay you $300 million to just join the league, just join it. $300 million, you got to shell that out. Now, that's in, you know, segments every year. Um, that they can turn into TAM or GAM um, and, 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 <laughs> and, share, and share it with the other owners, you know. Um, they love that money, man. So why would they ever stop the expansion process until they get to, like, 36 teams, 38 teams, 40 teams? They have two divisions, East and West. Maybe they even have 20 teams in MLS 1 and 20 in MLS 2. Who knows what they do at that point? I know for a fact, that discussion has happened at MLS headquarters. They have no <laughs> they have no plans on stopping this expansion. I can tell you that. I'm not. I can't tell you who my source is. I'm sorry, but that's the same source I have had for at least six years, and they have not been wrong a single time. When they told me seven years ago, six years ago, the expansion is not stopping, they were absolutely correct. And of course, I've been harping on it and talking about it. Uh, in public for years, and everybody thinks I'm. Back then, they thought I was nuts when I said we're going to, we're going to at least 28. When I think we had 20 or 18 at the time. Well, here we are. We're pretty close to getting to that number, and MLS is not, and Garber has not publicly said that we're stopping. And even if he did said that publicly we were going to stop, he'd be lying. They're going to keep going. It's too much money. You you can't. Can't shut down free money. You've got to keep accepting free money, um, and uh, that's the only way we're going to get to multiple divisions, like one and two. Man, listen, like I, I feel like, like I said, this whole game is kind of throwing off what we want to do. But trust me, Derek, we're going to have you back on uh, very soon. But yeah, thank you for coming on. Where can people find you? Like I said, because for those of you who don't know, Derek keeps up a very thorough database of like you want to find a, a, an American player he can find find your guy uh, where, where can he find you um, I would at this point <laughs> probably just go on Google and search um, US soccer players everywhere and it should come up for you um, it isn't a site I've worked a whole lot in marketing on um, but it is where I track every single player American player in MLS and every single all 286 of them playing abroad. And um, it's a little bit of an obsession, but if you uh, you look long hard enough on Google, you will find it. You can even put in my name, Derek Ritchie, that should help the search. But uh, yeah, I haven't really made that site like something you could find in a real easy way. There are reasons for that, but I'll get into that some other time. Cool, 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 but yes, thank you, Derek. 
So all right, guys. Hopefully, we'll 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 get better soon. You know, we'll we'll figure we'll figure something out. Hopefully, without Burhalter because he's got to go. But yeah, yeah. Uh, next time, I want to see both you guys like on a couch together or something, so I can see you. <laughs> hey, Greg. <laughs> Hey, good to see you. I'm staring at like uh, two bottles of water and two cans of beer or something. <laughs> there you go. That's the formula. <laughs> that made tonight a lot easier to deal with, I'm sure, because I know I have been partaking. Yes, yes, but yes, we'll catch you soon. Like I said, hopefully we'll get better. I, I appreciate it, man. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks again, Derek. See you. And we're back. We need. Do we have enough beer? We need more, man. We need yeah. more. I need you to make a beer run. Does uh, Uber Eats deliver beer? <laughs> that's, that's a damn good question. That's a really good question. I, Can I get that, some beer delivered? That that's not like, cause yo, I'm gonna need you to bring some of that. Uh, that that's that outside. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need some of it because I, cause I, I I'm doing this um, reformation. This is all right, but yeah, that's, that's how I was hitting. You know, you know what I was really thinking about the other day? I was thinking about that spot at Cal uh, when Ringo and I were in Richmond. The the four, four Madison guys they came down. Um, they brought this they brought this keg of us. Uh, it's called Spotted Cow. I've been thinking about that shit ever since. Was this before the watermelon was given to y'all, or after? The so watermelon? what you're not gonna do is, <laughs> is put us in that, in, that, in that stereotype. I'm just saying, man. Because <laughs> y'all got excited about watermelon being delivered to y'all by I hey I I, I, I wasn't ex- I, I wasn't excited, but at the same time it was so good. Uh, <laughs> God, y'all sent us back at least two hundred years. Oh God! At least, good God, all this work we've done. But yo, shout out to uh, to the forward. Uh, they just finished up their season on this past weekend. They lost to North Dallas in the uh, League One semifinals. You know, great. But this would be y'all's first season. Y'all fucking did y'all's thing. Like, I'm hoping hoping that things move up and move up and and you know keep keep growing. You know, like we mentioned during the interview, not everyone in League One is um is probably going to be uh, moving forward next year. The, uh, we're talking about Lansing United; they, they're on their way to folding up, and this and this is a tough deal because you know you, I I we talked about it plenty of times to where until you give these these leagues, you know, and these teams an opportunity to grow, and they just kind of have this, they're forced to kind of stay where they are without having to buy into the next league, you're going to keep running to this issue because all they consider, like, where's the draw? Like, what can you really do to keep growing your business when people, when fans are getting more educated as far as what the process is and they know, okay, we see Lester and we see, we see uh, Sheffield getting all these, um, they get talked about on the promoted specials on NBC, but we're stuck here in league one. It just, it's something that's gonna to have to come to a head sooner or later. But um and then shout out to David Bullo with uh, Richmond Kickers. I uh, wanted a few black head coaches. He actually uh, yeah. got fired um on this past week after the uh, kicker season ended. Really unfortunate because he's been uh you know, he's been in in the streets uh, work, working hard for the kickers, um hoping that actually um uh he was telling me before he took that job, he actually was looking at uh coming coming here, um uh, uh, for for a gig a while back, so you know, hopefully, you know he got, he got still look at those connections. You know? Oh man, we gotta get him back. We gotta get him here today, man. Yeah, man. We gotta. Get, I mean, you know, honestly, are we happy with the boy? <laughs> I don't know if he's ready for that spot, but you know, 
but hey, you know, <laughs> you know, hopefully there, there's definitely a spot for one of the teams. Yeah, yeah, maybe. absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, um, or go down to Tormenta FC. Hey, we got some young ones down there. I mean, yeah, those those your boys, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, they got they got some good guys down there at Tormenta. I I'm not going to try to have them take their spots, but um, no, nah, he's a cool brother, man. I hope he can continue to have the Kente cloth tops while he's coaching. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Elliot Chenier with uh, River City 93. But, um, of course, it, we're on an international break. I was about to say, you know we got to talk about, man. Man. The bullshit that happened the other night. It's like, it's like every time we – we go a few weeks, no, it's been quiet, and the next thing you know, it's like, ah, there go that race. I said, I saw you coming. Because <laughs> out in Bulgaria, they said, we're going to show our whole ass. <laughs> Is there, like, does FIFA in their offices, do you think they have, like, a board or a sign that says it's been how blank many how many days since our last races? Somebody event? has to, because at this point, it's just, it's just ridiculous, and... Uh, Ringo was uh, was asking uh, us through our text chat the other day, like, you know, because the refs they stopped the game uh, twice. Yeah, they went through their protocol, their their policy that they have now, and theoretically, and it's like, okay, you stopped it once, and and then you resume play, resume play. At what point do you just say, you know what, fuck y'all? Get games forfeited because I think that that's something that where you should be strict strict to the point of where that's a one strike policy if that. Well, and I think also too like the shit that just boggles my mind too is just that all they do is basically okay we're gonna find you you're gonna play your next game behind you know closed doors closed doors but really does that send the message does that do anything not really. It doesn't really say anything as far as they're not curing racism with that, you know. <laughs> even though you saw, you saw that Jordan All Henderson picture, has... no, that Jordan Henderson picture yeah. with uh with him about the high five Sterling. I was like, what Fuck is that? Man. Come on, man. <laughs> Get that shit out of my face. That's what we as that much was as we hate Sterling being on scene, but Sterling's my boy, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's funny. I was like, here you go. You about you about to you about to cure racism with, with one tweet. <laughs> And then again, too, man, like, racism is getting so lazy. Like, the monkey chant. Like I said, that, that's their go-to. Like, in, in Europe, it's their things are, they don't, we talked about it a while back. Like, they don't have, they don't do your mama jokes. They just go straight to the monkeys. Like, that's that's their shit. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Get creative with it, man, please. I'm like, you know, talk, 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 talk about your mama, talk about your girlfriend, talk about your boyfriend. You know, you never know. And, yeah, they just. But you saw what Bulgaria did. You yeah, know, the prime minister asked for the for the head. The prime minister was like, "Yo, you got to go." The FA, the FA got to go. Well, the president of, of the Bulgarian Federation he he stepped down. Uh, the the head coach he was at like no, like he didn't notice anything. I'm like, yeah, you probably you got to go too. So yeah, like, but um, and it, it's funny too that like you know culture y'all can chime in on this or whatever. But if you look it up. You know, there's times a few years ago when Pele, the GOAT, of course, a man of color from Brazil, he actually has stated, you know, that racism doesn't exist within 
the game of soccer, the modern game. When you're that rich, you know, I guess I guess it doesn't. Bruh. Like, but no, but no, 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 one quick thing real quick while you bring up Brazil. The uh, Bahia and I forgot the other team, uh, there was, I think for the first time, they had two black managers uh, coaching in, in uh, Syria and in, in Brazil. Um, uh, Roger Mercado and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Crap, I'm a it's going to come right back to me, but yeah, big, like it's about damn time, especially in Brazil. I'm like, they, they blacker than us. Bro. Like, I mean, come on now. It, that's, that's beyond late to the game. Um, no, but I, I think, you know, not to, to be the dead horse with this. I mean, it, obviously this problem is not, it hasn't gotten any better. It's going to continue to be an issue. Um, and but I, I think that we're just at the point now where it's like, you really have to, strongly consider okay like i said one strike policy like if, if if we had to stop more than one time for this shit the game's over like i i i think what they're trying to do is kind of like the same kind of like the same logic as far as like giving out red cards like you don't want to do that shit so early to where you don't feel like like that the, that the game will settle down but i'm like no like that's something where you have to send a message like yeah. you just have to and you know and it's clear that what you've been doing so far ain't working and you have to you know work work that shit out but um but yeah it's that that's that shit's just bizarre and of course you know shout out to england for just putting the stank on bulgaria six nil it's like yeah y'all felt that way <laughs> i think they went light on them yeah. <laughs> but yeah shout out yeah shout out to them shout out to belgium italy russia spain ukraine and poland they've they just uh qualified for euro 2020 we still got one more um match day for the current stage um for for the euros uh coming next month so we should have at least i think the majority of the field uh filled out and then have the playoffs uh next spring and uh, the rest of the field will be will come out. Oh, we didn't even say anything. I mean, like Rashford's goal in that game. Good no, God, yo! Like said, can we can we see that like again? Said, like, like said, know your angles, man. <laughs> know your damn angles. Cause, cause first of all, first of all, he, he broke off the and one and 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 crossed dude up, and then yeah, that angle was just sick. Ooh, gosh, I wish he did it for United, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Can we see that a little bit more now? Um, well, we got Liverpool this weekend. I mean, we're yeah. Taking that high L, man. We're taking that high L. <laughs> well, what does Shannon, uh, Shannon Sartre say? You know, like, we go into that restaurant. You got nothing but L, sir. We are first in line <laughs> at that restaurant taking that L. Can we get the biggie sized? <laughs> does it come in a combo? Man, That's listen. when we go into that restaurant where L's are are served. Man, listen, uh, like. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm just hoping for a draw. I'm just hoping. <laughs> like, at this point, things are – of course, I talked about it last week. I think because especially given how this stuff went with uh, with the Europa League and then losing to Newcastle, I'm like, let 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 this thing get bad. Like, Oldie might not make it. Oh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. You know, I I will go on the record and say, you know, before I was like, you know, trust the process with him and everything like that. But it it's that new, that, that Newcastle game just kind of just like put things in a whole new perspective. I was like, you lost to Newcastle, bro. Lots of Steve Bruce, bro. Yeah. Like, like new cap, like Manchester United should never be losing we to a team. We never lose our own players. We we, ne- we rarely lose our own yes. players, coaches. Yeah. Steve Bruce. And, yeah. And um, 
What's his name? God, I can't remember his name right now, but we don't lose. Uh, Mark Hughes. Yeah, Mark Hughes. There we go. Um, and we're not supposed to lose to our former players. Um, but would have never happened with Fergie. Would have never happened with Fergie. And, I, and it's funny, like how like I see all I saw all these tweets uh, come out uh, after the USA game. I was like, yeah, that's applicable to me. And that is like, yep, that's applicable to the, the U.S. Yeah, national absolutely. team. And it's absolutely. like, you know, like here we are, you know, it's like, and, 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 it's, and it's a very similar situation here where like you're like, you can't rely on the legends to carry you. And it's like, yes, yeah, like, yeah, that, that could reply to main attitude. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what's called um, your boy, LeBron. China, what you got? What you got? You know, he's usually very good at those type of me- that type of messaging and and narratives. And I'm like, you fuck that all the way up. And because one, it, it's, it's coming out now that he wanted um dude from the GM from Houston to get punished. And like, no, like, first of all, good on that dude for for speaking his piece, mm-hmm. or, or at least trying to. And then, second of all, good on Adam Silver to at least at least try to find that that the fine middle. line that to middle. where, hey, we got free speech over here. They don't, all right? <laughs> you know, over in China, and we shouldn't have to, you know, we shouldn't have to restrain ourselves just because we're over in a different country. But of course, China live by a whole different set of rules, and house rules, man. Yeah, and and that's where I'm like. Yeah, you probably should have just, you know, you know, got your check and kept kept it moving. But I'm not going to knock him for saying that shit because the shit's true. You know, like it's funny because like, I got I, I did a project on Hong Kong like back when I was like in sixth grade. I was like, so like I, I, I got a I got a special connection with Hong Kong, man. Let me let me let me you said in sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. So that, that did you was, have to draw the flag? Yes. Okay. So you drew the flag. Did the coat right, of arms. Did the population. Yes. All right. I, 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 I drew the actual ge- the, the actual yeah. map. Like I was like, yo. Come like, on. You know, remember, school teacher, twelve years. Yeah. I know how this goes. So you did flag, mm-hmm. population, mm-hmm. Um, currency, what yep. else? Language. Yeah, because they were still under British rule at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, who was in? Who was ruling? I guess at the time. Yep. Um, what else did you have to do? Probably in this project. I drew the flag. Yeah. I, 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 did I, you do? Oh, did you dress up? No. Okay. No. All right, you didn't do the dress up. No, right. I, I did not do Jackie Chan. No. Yeah. Okay. You didn't no. jack the culture there. Okay. No. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> All right. We're good. But yeah, man, like it, it's it's crazy. It's it's so bizarre, and people want to you know compare it to you know like stuff like Ali. I'm like. Ali did shit here. Kaepernick <laughs> did shit here. When you're talking about, like, when you're talking about, you know, away games and shit, like you said, it's house rules. It's like, like, how exactly, you know, do you apply the same dynamic when China ain't us and we're not China? <laughs> yeah, and it's just all the complexity of, like, God, there's so much money for the NBA in China, too. It's and, that, and that's the thing. I'm like, you know, because I, I had another friend of mine talk about how, you know, the NFL usually uh, stays away from those type of policies. I'm like, no, like they they found a, a like-minded partner in England and they do this shit over there. Mm-hmm. You know, 
they don't have those type of issues over there, even though they about to have Brexit about to fall apart in about you know. Oh a couple shit! Days. How many days we got in there? About yeah, you know two weeks or something. Yeah, man, you got a couple days for my birthday too, man. Yeah. A couple days for the anniversary of, of the Florida Coach. Oh snap! It's right. We should can, do something. Can we do some man. sound drops? All right, can you add this later? Post, I'm gonna I'm hit a record for that. Yeah, sound drop. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna keep yours. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But uh, but no, I, I, like we should do something for that. Like I, I can't figure out what yet. Maybe we should do like a gala or something like that, man. I'm 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 gonna hit y'all because y'all y'all do pretty well with the galas, man. I'm just saying, like it'll be funny, like we all. Come I, I saw the picture our... with you and you and mom and pops, man. Yeah, shout, man. Shout, shout out to pops. Shout out my mom and pops, like you know. Shout out to pops because he uh, he's beating cancer right now. Yeah, so man. Shouts out to him for that. But um. But also, they came through to show support to our our thirtieth anniversary of Soccer in the Streets. You so. clean up nice, man. You know, it's, it's I different. Try every now and then, I can clean up nice, man. I say, I'm not always just t-shirts and jerseys. Man. I know you, you still didn't you still didn't didn't edge up the beard like you did for nah, Drees, man. man. Come on, man. Nah, I keep it rough and wild, man. <laughs> That's how we do in the South. It's a dirty South for a reason, man. <laughs> it's a dirty South. But man, keep, listen, my, beard, keep my beard, but, yeah. The the season but but by the start for the NBA will be watching that. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as, as it comes up. But yeah, I'm I'm sure uh, LeBron right now is like yeah, just I know we try to try to clean it up. It's like no, you fucked that one up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So you're gonna have to you know walk that one back and, and figure out a way to you know clean this up because no, I, I know you got Space Jam coming up soon. So you know he's trying to get that Chinese money just like everybody else. So. You know, hopefully we'll figure it out. But yeah, if you like the show, let, uh, give us a review on any of your favorite podcast apps, iTunes, CastBox, Anchor, whatever you use to listen to it. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, as always, hit us on, on the social to the FTC. UTD. I, 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 need, I, need, I need my guys back. I, I know, man. Like, we're going to get, get the... Rico needs, needs to stop being daddy and, and come back. We're going to we're gonna get, the, we're gonna get the band back together. Yeah. Um, I got I got a quick question. What's up? What are you watching, man? Right, TV man. wise, like Netflix and chilling for yourself. So I caught back up on Power. Okay, I'm 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 a few episodes behind. Man, it gets. Don't wild. tell me. Don't tell me, man. Don't tell me. I'm I'm gonna pre blow your mind. Don't tell me. <laughs> it, it can't be re blown after it's been pre blown. But no, uh, that uh, I need to catch up on on Ballers. I know they they just finished oh, I'm up. I'm way behind on Ballers. Dude, they they just uh, finished up their last episode was on this past Sunday. And uh, I'm, um, I know this weekend I'm gonna check out El Camino. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. That. Oh, you need to hurry up and catch up on, on Maradona, though. I do, man. I need to watch it. Not, my brother watched it. And he told me it was fire. So yeah, like um, I gotta check that Mar- out. Maradona was a wild dude. That's all I can say. Duh. Thanks for that news flash. <laughs> like, Appreciate that. That's that that's that's a wild dude. And like I, I got a picture of him up up on my the, laptop uh, right the here. The Boca jersey. And I'm like, yeah, like it's crazy to see, like, you know, it's what it was case, like it's, it's like Icarus, like you get cl- too close mm-hmm. to the sun, and that's what happened to him. <laughs> and they said, and the mob said, no, fuck that. Did he get his first victory like last weekend or something like that? As yeah, a coach? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they were like on a seven game losing streak or something yeah, like uh, that. Yeah, he just took a uh, took a job back home in Argentina, right? And uh, he just had, got his um, first win. Uh, yeah, I think it was like last. That man year, was yeah. celebrating like crazy. Yeah, he man. probably did a line afterwards. You know, I mean, couple. It's crazy. <laughs> how, how how that dude is still alive? You know, hey, dude. it's 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 a, it's a blessing he of, is, of uh, he modern. He is on borrowed time for real. 
I mean, seriously, because especially like, because you got all all these home videos of him like back in the day, and I'm like, actually, it's 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 a it's a I gotta modern check miracle. That out. Yeah, like, I gotta get caught up with that. I gotta get caught up with power. That's pretty much what I've been watching when I've had time. I don't really have time. Yeah, I mean, you've been you've been a busy man, man. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, 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 I'm glad you're back. But yes, let us know what y'all think. Let us, uh, as always, hit us up on the socials. You know, catch us on this weekend when the home team plays butt crack early. One o'clock on Saturday, man. I'm like Jesus, man. Like I, they I, opened I, up full stadium, right? Seventy. I believe so. Yeah. In top level. Yeah. Yeah, because like cause I top, think it's gonna be rain in the, in the forecast. Hey, we need some rain stuff. Shit. I'm having memories of uh, MLS Cup final when it was rainy and cold. Let's not do that again. <laughs> you know, we like we 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 try to do a a a, a show out on the out the tailgate course. You know, the Gulch is about to be gone pretty soon. But yeah, like yeah, we can't do that one again. Like that's probably the one good thing about moving MLS Cup about a month. I'm yeah. like, because it won't be as cold in November. But yeah, nah, we can't do that again. Like that shit was fucking awful. But yes, uh, in the meantime, as always, hit us up on the socials. Hit us up on on the gram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Grego says you can catch that fire, catch that drip. Yeah. yeah um, oh, we got. I got. A, I got a nice one coming up uh, this this week. Um, uh, the wrestle one. Oh no, no, the wrestle no. one was hot. This. Uh, so a homie, uh, Bradley from Terminus Legion, he did one for. Um, for the AU2 because I guess because he's short enough to wear he can actually wear those AU2 jerseys because they, they don't even, they don't put those out on sale and <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a share that one it's actually pretty pretty damn dope that one and um, the uh, military jersey down that came down, that came out a couple months back that I did one um, for that as well so yeah um, like I said we know ftcutd.myshopify.com hit, hit all that shit up you know as always. oh I gotta say. Howard Women's Soccer still undefeated in the swag. Yep. Bam. Go watch them, y'all. Seriously. The football team ain't, but that's okay. Hey, man. <laughs> Come on, man. We want homecoming. That's all that matters. All right? We want homecoming. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I gave you that one. I gave you that one. But yes. In the meantime, hit us up for Ringo, for Coach, for Rashad, it's Grego. The coach is real. The coach is everywhere. Shout out to Black Fires. Soldier Field coming for you. See y'all next week, and we out of here. Doses. Yeah.